Dating Out Loud, where we discuss polyamorous relationships and queer sexuality with your hosts, Rowan and Rose. Hello and welcome to Dating Out Loud. This is Caitlin Rose, your co-host, along with the fabulous, talented Rowan McKay. And we are practicing poly. And we are here to talk about all kinds of relationship topics, queer topics, uh, whatever comes out of our mouth, really, most likely, a little off the cuff. And Hopefully I, it's good. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know yet. This is our first episode, so we'll have some bumps along the road, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but we are here because, well, I'm here. I'll speak for myself. I'm here because... I am a practicing poly pansexual cis woman, ho. <laughs> I like <laughs> the ho part. Practicing ho. And uh, I don't have a lot of outlets to talk about this stuff. So Rowan has been one of my best allies in just listening and talking and all of our conversations. Just, You're making me blush now. Ah, well. I wish you could see. It's lovely. But all of our conversations, we were just like, this needs to be recorded. I feel like other people would benefit from hearing about the kind of stuff that has come up for us. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of the same stuff. Uh, I am polyamorous. Uh, I practice relationship anarchy as much as I can. Um, I am... Uh, transgender, lesbian, demisexual. I wish that I was a hoe. I want to try doing that more, I guess. I don't know. Um, Aspiring hoe? Is yeah, that a thing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, it's it's hard. I don't know. I don't think that's why I'm poly, though. No. 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 So, Separate. yeah, yeah. Um... But I mean, like, why, why does polyamory resonate with you? That has been, um, an interesting journey because at first I would have said that it didn't resonate with me at all. I was kind of poly adverse actually. Yeah. I had, I guess, heard about it vaguely in the peripheral kind of acquaintanceship sort of thing. No one I really knew yeah. or was close to was practicing poly, but I'd heard of it. And even though I hadn't heard bad things about it, there was some immediate stigma in my mind of that's weird. Um, okay. I don't really want anything to do with that. Like I want to separate myself from it somehow. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about it. So there was just like pure ignorance. Yeah. Pure ignorance, which most things that one is ignorant of equals some dislike. Yeah. So it was, it was a dislike born of ignorance. Well, that's part of why we're doing this show, I think. Yes, absolutely. So to start, actually, um, I'm married and we have our wonderful sound producer and my esteemed husband, Lucas Nanfito over there. Yay, Lucas. Hello. So I actually came to polyamory through a long-term committed monogamous relationship mm-hmm. and through our own journey being together 
over 13 years, it just seemed like a natural kind of progression of my own self-growth and learning. Uh, and then bringing that to dialogue together between the two of us, the initial reaction was kind of like scary. Like, whoa, that seems big and intense and yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So neither of us were like, let's, we're Polly now, let's be Polly. We're like, toe in the water. Like, what is an open relationship? Uh -huh. Let's explore what an open relationship is. But we're not Polly. We, we didn't know what that was, but we're not that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then after some experience of being more open, laying the groundwork between the two of us to feel comfortable in doing that um, and having more dating experience and meeting other people who were practicing poly mm -hmm. and hearing what they were experiencing, it was like, oh, well, maybe that is what I'm doing or what's so different from that and what I think the term polyamory means yeah and it kind of was a little bit of a softening just in terms of the label for me if you like oh it wasn't actually this whole kind of torrid i don't know very french yeah <laughs> french uh, which is sexy but also yeah. you know like i don't know i don't know about that nasal and a little wonderful yeah 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 yes. french um did you want to talk about a little more about how, like, what the draw was? How did that first conversation between the two of you go um, as far as opening up the relationship? What drew you to that? Oh, girl. So we're getting personal on our first podcast. I think that's what, that's where it's at. That's I think what it's, it's all about. So, yeah, all I can really share is my personal experience and coming to terms within side of myself that that's the way I felt was actually a very kind of long internal process because uh -huh. I had a lot of denial first to get through and then when I kind of started getting through the denial and admitting my own feelings just to myself I felt a lot of shame yeah and like that that was not okay and that I was somehow like not loving or would be perceived as not loving enough to my partner yeah if i admitted those feelings yeah. or was honest about those feelings yeah and we could honestly do a whole podcast and i think we should <laughs> on that so. shame and yeah. um and jealousy and yeah. all, all those feelings that come with it yeah but please continue well because it just in terms of my programming from society it didn't feel like I had permission to love someone and still be interested in someone else. Like yeah. that must mean I was I was missing something about my relationship. So I like did a lot of like investigating like what my needs were and were they being met. And I'm like, wait, this relationship is amazing and I am completely still in love with this person. Yeah. And that doesn't change this other way that I'm feeling. And so Getting through that was, I would say, messy okay. and not perfect in any way. I definitely made some missteps and mistakes. We all do. Um, but I think it was what I just needed to push through enough to be like, this is real for me. Okay. And then when I was able to just like, blah, like bust out and have that kind of like <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth to be like, this is what I'm feeling. It was like, okay. Yeah. Try to take it in and then like 
sort through and assess what that means together. And thankfully, I have someone who throughout all of our ups and downs was really willing to do that with me and listen and not just react and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about that over there, Lucas, from your end? I'm sure we'll have <laughs> further talks. <laughs> I know. I mean, what you said pretty much just covers it. It's just, you know, it's just about a massive process of opening up ourselves individually as well as with each other um, to find out what that actually means. Yeah. Yeah. And once we got through that initial kind of scary conversation, and I realized, whoa, this isn't just an automatic deal breaker. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. There can be, I felt like there's more time and space to just explore what that could look like and, yeah. and mean. Yeah. But the first conversation, it felt like there was just going to be bees out of my mouth. Like I was so nervous. I was just like terrified to be like, I'm going to be even more shame. Uh-huh. I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be like, you know, and not even that Lucas responds that way to me, but just that there was that fear that that was kind of the only response that your partner would have. That, that socialized kind of, yeah. shame. Yeah. 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 yeah so what about you, Miss Rowan and your decision to practice polyamory? Um, so my story is quite a bit different. Um, I don't, have I ever told you my story? I actually was thinking about it. I don't think so. Okay. No. So I, I didn't come into it, um, from a monogamous angle. I feel like most people do. Um, uh, a vast majority of the people that I talk to who are polyamorous, um, tend to have that similar story where they are, um, in a committed, not monogamous relationship or married. Um, and they open it up, um, maybe through kink or something like that. Um, and, and that slowly moves towards polyamory as they explore it a little more. Um, for me, I came to it, uh, roughly, a, I don't know, six months to a year out of my divorce. Um, so I got divorced in 2015 and I spent about six months single and things progressed and um there are a lot of stories that i can tell about that relationship that i won't tell right now because they're not particularly pertinent um but uh i think when we go into like jealousy and stuff like that i can go into more further detail um because i did struggle a lot um because i was starting to feel like i wanted to have a more committed relationship um but she was very regularly seeing other people. Um, and so I was having a hard time really, um, dealing with that. Uh, one of the people that they were seeing was polyamorous and they were talking a lot about it and hearing a lot of information, um, about what polyamory was. And they were relaying some of the information to me, but I, I wasn't super interested in it. Um, so I, I didn't ask a lot of questions. I was really confused. Um, I was under the impression that polyamory wasn't something that I could relate with. Um, I didn't understand at the time how someone could have romantic feelings for more than one person. Um, it just didn't resonate with me in any way. Um, but eventually, uh, after some shenanigans, uh, one night at a party, um, 
we did the whole I love you stuff and decided that apparently we had to look at a more committed structure. Um, and the next morning when we talked about it um, and about what had happened the night before, they um, let me know that, that, you know, they wanted to be more committed but they were, but they were definitely polyamorous, and I would have to deal with that um, if I wanted to continue to have a, a serious um, relationship with them. So um, they gave me a whole bunch of resources. Um, I don't know if you've read uh, more than two. Um, it's a very standard polyamory book. Not yet. That's uh, on my Kindle. Yeah, Wait, just just sitting. Yeah, I, no. I I recommend it. I really I really like it. Um, it it offers a lot of um, assistance. Um, I got a lot out of that, um, but I got a lot more out of the website that is run under the same name, um, more than two dot com or something like that. Totally been there. Yeah, um, and I took about a week to really like figure out what my feelings were and how I felt about polyamory, and I did a ton of reading. Um, I'm, I'm a Ravenclaw. I don't know if you... Um... Absolutely. Harry Potter identity okay. is very... We should add that to the intro. Okay. <laughs> Side note. Side note. Side note. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a Ravenclaw. I do a lot of research. Um, and so, yeah, I spent about a week really breaking down my identity, and that's how I do everything. Um, and after a week... I came to the realization that not only was I um, comfortable with the fact that they were polyamorous and they would continue to see other people, um, but I really identified with it as, as well. Um, I felt like the ability to continue to show um, strong love and affection to anyone I chose um, without feeling shame or guilt was really freeing. Um, and and we started dating in a polyamorous way from that point forward. Wow. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I need to take a moment to process this because you said you did this kind of examination in about a week. Yeah. This took me like six to nine months on my own just throwing all these things inside my brain before another like six to nine months of actually <laughs> discussing this with my partner. So yeah. the fact that you took a week to break down the identity inside yourself, like that is fascinating and also awe-inspiring. And then oh. also like, oh. how is it possible? Because it took me so much longer. I still think I'm doing it, but like, wow. Um, I, I mean, like I don't, it's not super amazing. Um, it, it's just the way, I mean, it's just the way that I do stuff. Um, and we can go more in depth with it later if you want to, but that's, that's how I, that's how I break things down and that's how I, um, transition into new modes in my life. I, um, like everything is just really black and white for me for a long time. And then a new concept is brought to me and then I just devour everything that I can about it. Um... And, and yeah, I break down and it's, it's, it's a hard week. I mean, I don't, I don't want to make it sound <laughs> like I just flip a switch. No, I mean, like 
I, oh. I literally break down my whole identity. Yeah. Well, I believe you. Yeah. Like, I absolutely believe that you were able to do that process in that amount of time. That's yeah. That's why I'm just really trying to bring you out how that's possible. Because you were just like, new concept. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's one of those things that um, with, with a lot of, like, polyamory and with a lot of queer identities, um, I feel like... There's just no information out there for it. Um, and so growing up in a, um, you know, cisgender, heteronormative, um, monocentric society, when all you, when all the options that you have are, you know, cis, het, mono, um, it's hard to move outside of the box. Um, it's hard to date outside of the box. And, um, until, uh, once that information is presented, then you can start really thinking about it and how it relates to you. And I think it's important for a lot of people to do that. Um, I, I'm known for being very, very open about all of my identities, um, because I think that it's important for that information to be out there. I'm open at work. I talk about being polyamorous, and um, I actually think that one of my coworkers thinks that I might be cheating on my fiance wow. um, because I didn't really qualify the fact that I was polyamorous. I was like, "Yeah, so I'm um, I'm, I'm going dancing with my fiance tonight, and then on Saturday I've got a date with another really wonderful woman," and um, and I just left it at that, and I don't know. <laughs> um, Hopefully he gets the message from other people that I've talked to. Right. Um, but it was kind of funny. I was internally laughing when I, after I walked away. That's amazing. Well, I really like what you said about being presented with new information is a game changer in terms of just seeing things differently, seeing possibilities, seeing what could be. And I totally resonate with that. Like I did a lot of research just in terms of like, well, what is possible? Because I feel like I had been living in a box of monogamous culture and not presented with very many, if any models outside of that, and definitely not in any kind of depth or in a personal way. And that's definitely something that drew me to you is just how open and how out you seemed and comfortable about it because even like this podcast is a huge step for me because coming out as polyamorous is still something where people are like oh are you out and I'm like eh, yes but no because well, not in all situations uh -huh. and it's still new to me to be out at work and have people know that yeah, I might have, you know, be going out with my husband and we might go on a date or I might have a date with somebody and I haven't really told anyone specifically that I work with. Okay. But it's a small town, right? Yeah. So, of course, one of my coworkers, I start dating her best friend for a moment 
Okay. And so I know she knows. And I walk into work and we just kind of stare at each other, but she doesn't say anything about it. She doesn't like, you know, it doesn't bring it up. It's not okay. like really her business. I'm at work. But it was just one of those moments where I'm like, now I know you know, and now I know someone knows, but she doesn't know whether I know she knows or whether it's okay to talk about. And it was just this moment where we just both kind of stared at each other because we didn't like know yeah. if we needed to like have a little like wink or like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like I yeah. couldn't tell if she was like any which way and really for me it's a just detachment process from what people think of uh-huh. me. and that personally has just been a harder thing yeah. for me and yeah. feeling the story from being queer and having different experiences of feeling like an other yeah or being othered in some way that it's like whoa do I want to be like more weird or like more something somebody doesn't understand not weird well I don't think it's weird anymore but like I said before I learned about it I was like oh yeah that's weird and I was like really actually pretty open person I thought sexually and still it was like oh that's weird and to have reflections when I have come out to certain people of them being like oh, it must be really dark or, like, some kind of underworld because yeah. that's a subculture. Yeah. And they don't know anything about it. So I was asking a loved one, like, we were having a conversation. I'm like, well, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you think is happening? And yeah. And all I could, like, picture was, like, they were thinking like, maybe some, like, kink dungeon sex party situation, which, like, okay. also another episode might be down for. Oh, yeah. I don't know yet. I'm down. But totally doesn't really have this, that, or the other thing to do with practicing polyamory. It doesn't have to be for sure, no. <laughs> so no. it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's actually, like, I love some of the memes out there as I've been following more poly inclusion people of like, oh yeah, what, what poly relationships are actually about is like shared Google calendars and like communication and not necessarily all the like no. Maybe kinky, glamorous parts of relationships. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that's true? It, it absolutely is true. I mean, like, 90% of um, polyamory is, is trying to schedule stuff. I mean... Scheduling, yes. How, uh, we've yeah. been having a real hard time Yeah. Um, scheduling anything. So my, my calendar is two, two weeks ahead all, all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's most of it. Um, and I mean, that's, that's a, that's most of the challenges that I've come up against too. I mean, a lot of people, when, when I talk about it at work, um, they really focus on like the, the jealousy aspect. They say, oh, I, I I couldn't do that. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I really, I really couldn't, you know, handle thinking about my partner with another person, um, and, and that's, that's in a lot of ways a much easier thing to get through than, than scheduling conflicts. Logistics. Yeah. Logistics are way harder than jealousy, 100% for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like time, it's, time's finite. That's the problem. Yes. And energy is as well. Yeah. And so, but that's a very, um interesting thing you bring up like what you thought or what other people might think would be the hardest part about practicing poly for me really hasn't been that much of an issue it's not that it hasn't come up and it's not that I haven't had to deal with it but just 
part of the barrier in my mind was not knowing what it would be like okay. and feeling so averse to the possibility of experiencing it Okay. that I couldn't even, like you were saying, oh, I don't know. I couldn't do that. I couldn't feel jealous. And I had those same thoughts. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can actually just handle that because I'm so not familiar with what it's like in my body or yeah. what kind of response might be there. And I see, I observe in a lot of uh, monogamous relationships, just relationships, um, that when jealousy comes up for someone, often the reaction is to try and shut down someone else's behavior Yeah. so that the person experiencing the jealousy will stop experiencing the jealousy. Yeah. Like the other person changed, so they don't have to deal with it. Yeah. And for me, it was more of like, oh, I actually get to just experience this new and unusual and slightly uncomfortable emotion and like most things when I sit with it and just kind of observe it it's actually not so bad it's actually not gonna kill me actually nothing really like I I told I told Lucas I was like I don't know if I can be responsible for my actions I might see you with another person and stab a bitch <laughs> like I didn't know oh, I really didn't know I was like yeah, I'm scared yeah, yeah, yeah. I could like go red and just like you know like lose my mind yeah and in reality it was like oh this is like a little stirry and it's a little uncomfortable and then I like breathe through it and then it was done yeah and it didn't like rule my life my night my like nothing it was just actually way smaller of a thing when I wasn't resisting or avoiding it than yeah. I think so many people go through the angst of like most emotions resisting or avoiding them they're way worse in our imagination yeah. Yeah, than yeah, in yeah. reality yeah yeah. And and I think that that's really interesting about about the way that you came to it. Like I didn't have to think about the way that like how am I going to react with jealousy because I was already like dealing with it. Mm. Um so I didn't I didn't have that dread moving forward. I think it's really interesting. Um it's not something that I had considered um that someone who begins in a committed monogamous relationship and opens their relationship up um, I've never really thought of that part of it. Um, seems like a, a hard thing to struggle with. And I don't know if I were coming from that position. I don't know if I would, um, I would have a, a much more difficult time. Yeah. Um, I would have taken that six months, nine yeah. months <laughs> okay. or whatever, for sure. Okay, but that's make me feel a little No, yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, but on the, on the other side of that, like, you do experience jealousy having a partner and then opening up. The relationship um it's very natural to experience that but you also the thing that was surprising to me was experiencing the opposite of that like conversion like experiencing oh. the joy that i feel seeing my partner with somebody love conversion um, so that actually happens more often than jealousy once yeah. i started realizing that i was like oh well like love is a gift for everybody it's not really threatening me yeah to witness it uh you know so I had to let, let that sit in for a little bit, too. And that's a beautiful mindset, too. 100%. So if you're not familiar, because I wasn't familiar, I was not really taught that this was a thing that could happen for people. So for those of you who aren't familiar, because I wasn't familiar with this term, compersion is experiencing happiness from someone else's happiness, observing someone else's happiness. Mm -hmm. And so that honestly was and still is the most unexpected part of practicing polyamory for me because yeah. I had thought about what it might be like for jealousy to come up but I hadn't thought about 
that that was just as much of a possibility that I would actually get a lot of enjoyment from watching my partner whom I love experiencing joy and experiencing love yeah and when I felt that feeling of compersion I actually was so proud of myself that it kind of shattered my own limited thinking about what a jealous negative controlling partner I might be yeah and I was like wow I never would have discovered what an actual loving supportive secure partner I also could be yeah so getting to discover that side of myself I don't know if I ever would have known had I not been willing so that's beautiful yeah and I think that's a big topic we should definitely go deeper in that yeah definitely I'd, I'd love to do something on on all of those feelings that come with being polyamorous yes. that are very unexpected and and how we deal with those yes and you and I, I would say it's fair to say are both very feeling people I'm a cancer. So, mm-hmm, cancer moon over here. So I think we have a lot of depth of feeling we can explore Yeah. in some more topics here. So yeah, just before we wrap up, I want to ask if there is anything you might say to someone who's just like curious about Polly, thinking about it for the first time, or maybe even just starting out new to Polly. Yeah. Um, honestly, what I would say to someone who is looking at it or thinking about it or is just curious about it um, is the same advice I'd give to anyone in a relationship. Talk to your partner. I think that um, even if you are not interested or looking at opening up a relationship, I think that communicating where both of you are at um, and and how you feel and, and figuring out all that stuff um, with a partner is is a really healing um, and uh, important step in any relationship, whether you're um, monogamous or polyamorous. Um, and I don't know, go read more than two. Absolutely, that's great advice. What about you? I would say, just in sort of the destigmatizing the societal shame part uh-huh. that we're talking about. Um, just that you're not bad for thinking or wanting to experience more than one partner, more than Um, one love, more than one love that that is possible. And that I really had internalized, like maybe something is really like fucked up or wrong with me for feeling that way. Uh And so I would just say, even if you're not at that place where you're ready to talk to your partner, you're ready to like really dig in and see what that might look like. Just even if you are feeling those feelings or having thoughts like that, that that really I think is actually a totally awesome and more than okay inquiry. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here, Rowan. And I so look forward to digging into more of these topics together. Yeah, I'm excited. Practicing poly together. Yeah. A little polycule. Yay, polycules. <laughs> All right. Lucas over here is dancing. He's dancing to the invisible music that we're going to have as our outro here in a moment. So. <laughs> All right. And this has been Dating Out Loud. Be sure to subscribe. I don't know. Bye. I don't know how we're going to have this out here. Yeah. But check it out check at it some out. point. Share with some friends or partner. Thanks for listening to it.
another episode of Dating Out Loud. Don't forget to like, follow, share, and subscribe.